0: Welcome to this week's episode of the Broken Hearts Club with Michelle. I'm your host, Michelle, and I'm so glad to be welcoming you back to the show. This week, I wanted to talk about a hot topic, narcissism. It doesn't seem that you can't turn anywhere on any kind of social media platform and someone is not talking about being Impacted by narcissism, what a narcissistic relationship can do, what's the impact of that? Maybe not so much what's the impact, but what does that look like? What is narcissism? So let's dive into this hot topic, but I want to look at it from the point of view of how does being in a narcissistic relationship impact you? What is the implication to you as a person? once you've been in a narcissistic relationship. Now, yes, I am a breakup coach, and so I'm talking more from the point of view of being in a relationship, a romantic relationship with a narcissist. But you can also have narcissistic friends, parents. There are lots of different places that you may experience them. But when you're in a relationship or you've had long-term interaction with a narcissist, there is an impact There is a flow-on impact and effect to you as an individual. Now, this is going to be individual to every individual because we are all, you guessed it, individuals. So the advice that I'm going to give is generalized because we are all individual people. And, yes, I am a holistic counselor and coach, So this is generalized advice. I do encourage you if you are suffering in a way that is really impacting you, I actually think if you're suffering in general, you should talk to and get individual support through this process, however that is for you, however you feel comfortable doing that, talking to your GP, talking to a therapist, um, speaking with a counselor like myself, joining a membership program, like the one that I offer, but also looking for that individual support because the reason that this is so important, because we have all had individual life experiences before that, and that impacts where we are before we enter that narcissistic relationship and then how that has an impact on us. So basically with any traumatic event and being in a narcissistic relationship, is traumatic, you can have two people who experience the same traumatic event but come out of that and are impacted by that exact same event in two very different ways. So that's why I'm saying it's very individual how experiences in life impact somebody and then how they manage and cope with that because there's a lot that goes on in conditioning, in upbringing, in childhood that then impacts where you are emotionally and your ability to deal with situations. So, this is all very generalized, is all I wanted to say. And I guess you may, some of this may resonate with you, some of it may not if you've been in a narcissistic situation. But the impact of a narcissistic relationship and be similar to that of PTSD, right? You can experience the same things that somebody who has PTSD experiences. So you can become avoidant. You can have feelings of loneliness, you can isolate, you can disassociate, and you can become a very alert, like extremely alert. Like you're constantly looking. So this is you sitting in this fight or flight mode all the time, which has those high stress hormones running through your body. You're tense, you're ready for action, you're worried, you're stressed. You're constantly on the lookout. Your brain is constantly thinking. And you may not even feel this anymore because you become so accustomed to it. It's so automatic. It's so normal for you that you don't even realize it, that you're constantly in this state of watching of being alert of looking for signs, right, of how to behave. So this can then later, if you're constantly in this state, have an impact on your health because these high stress levels, the hormones that come with that can be detrimental to our health. So you may also experience health issues. You may also feel tense and tight within your body. But you're in this fight or flight. You're this stream alertness going on, right? It also has an impact on your self esteem. You can have trust issues. You can start to doubt yourself, your abilities, who you are. Kind of, you might even start not trusting in yourself and your intuition and your ability to judge, engage people. Right? When this relationship is ended, and even when you're in there, you can feel depression anxiety. You're worried. There's this nervousness. This is all not a place that you want to be in. This is not a great place for your body to be in. You also have this inability or can have this inability to forgive yourself. And I always think, well, I don't always think I know that forgiveness is so important. It's imperative to your healing process. And that forgiveness is for yourself and of yourself because we can start to go, oh, how did I get into that situation? But you need to be able to forgive yourself for mistakes that you make, for errors in judgment. And being in a narcissistic relationship can actually stop your ability to forgive you To forgive yourself. Now, there's also a lot of shame and guilt. And I think too that this may raise more now that people are talking so much about what happens, like what a narcissist does, right? And so that increases this feeling of shame and guilt of of how did I let myself get into this situation? I'm so embarrassed that this has happened to me. There's this shame around it. You're embarrassed. You feel guilty for allowing yourself to get into this situation. You also feel guilty for the person because they've made you become responsible, right? You become powerless. And you question your emotions and your feelings and your thoughts because they're not valid, right? The narcissist makes you feel that what you're feeling is not valid. You know, you're responsible for their feelings. So yours don't matter. doesn't matter how it made you feel, right? So these are all the implications of being in a narcissistic relationship. So now that you're out of there, I hope <laughs> or you're not dealing with this as much, you may have to put some boundaries in place. And I highly recommend that. but that's not what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about. How do you get over this impact? How do you start moving forward? Because I am all for going from brokenhearted to living your best life, to living your dream life, to living your ideal life. Yes, I've called the podcast, I've called this program, I've called What I Do, the Broken Hearts Club. But just because I want you to come in, you may be coming in brokenhearted, we are getting you to living your dream life. We're going to stay in the broken hearts club. We're moving forward. So how do we move forward from the narcissistic relationship? How do we move forward from the implications of narcissism? It is a bit of a process. It's going to be how do we get rid of shame? Ironically, you need to speak and share to reduce the shame. I know, it takes a lot of bravery and courage to talk about these things that we feel shame around. So, if you are going to, and I encourage you to talk about it, pick your audience. Now, you may so you may have this doubt about your ability to do that, so you may need to seek out a professional. Really think about the people that you can trust in this scenario. You may need to speak to a therapist, a coach, join a membership program. Find people that are not going to make you feel shame for what you've done because the more that you speak about it and share your experiences, the less shame that you will feel about them. I know there's a lot of irony there, but you're brave. You've done a brave thing. If you've left a narcissistic relationship, you are brave. You are a survivor. We're no victims here, okay? You are brave. You've survived. You've overcome that. You've made the decision to leave. So you're strong. Just come back to that feeling like this, what I've just said there, you're going to need to come back to that when you're feeling low in self-esteem, when you're starting to doubt yourself come back to that. And that's my next point. To overcome your self-esteem, issues, your feelings of self-doubt. I want you to think of all of the things that you have overcome, all of the things that you have achieved. Write a list Because this is powerful for those times when you start to doubt yourself, when you start to think that you can't do something, that your low self-esteem starts to kick in. When those stories start to come into your head, I want you to have a list of all of the things that you've overcome that you've achieved, that you're capable of doing. Because the more you refer to that, the more that you look at that, the more that you recognize all of the things you've been able to overcome. This will build your self-esteem, will help you counteract those thoughts of self-doubt, of self-belief, of not believing in who you are. I also encourage my clients to do that. And another thing that you can do is what are you giving power to in your head? The words that you say internally are really important. So what are you saying in your mind? What are you giving, what thoughts and ideas are you giving power to? A really helpful tool for this is becoming more aware and more present so that you can then start going, no, stop. That's not the story that I'm telling myself. I'm not listening to that anymore. You're making an active choice to listen to another story, another radio station. You're tuning into something else and that something else is positive. This is the process. You're going to have to become very aware and present as you start this process. And presence and awareness is so, so important and I will do an episode around that because that's when you can catch yourself. That's when you can start making the changes that you want to see. That's when you start to be able to heal and help yourself and move away from this Lack of self-esteem, lack of self-belief. When you're having these issues of self-doubt, if you're not believing in who you are, you're feeling low in self-confidence, really being aware of what stories and the words that you're saying in your head are super powerful. So having that presence and awareness is so, so important. Can't live in the past. We can deal with the implications of it, but it's happened. So all we can do now is heal and change how we're feeling and how we're viewing ourselves because of that. And the future, we impact with the steps and the decisions and the thoughts that we make today. So having that presence and starting to control the stories that are going on in your mind, that's how we start that shift of self-belief and knowing that we are worthy. And having greater self-esteem and self-belief and self-confidence and allowing ourselves to trust ourselves more because when we become more present and aware, we can connect into our intuition more, right? When we're more here, we can connect in with what our body is telling us, which then helps us begin to trust ourselves again because we start to blame ourselves for the situations that we've gotten ourselves into. It's our fault that we got into that situation with the narcissist. How could I not see that, right? So we want to come away from that and start trusting. Again, listening in and connecting with ourselves and our intuition, using that guidance. These are all quite big things. So you're going to want to do them one at a time. Pick one thing that you want to start working on. Work on that. Having the presence and awareness and just listening to what's going on in your head is super important to allow yourself to move and to get yourself into a better state. It's not going to happen overnight, but we're just aiming to just increase where we are and our feelings and coming out of that depression and that worry and that guilt and that anxiety, just slowly moving up, bringing ourselves to a better place. And another way that we can do that is inviting in some joy, some laughter, some fun, right? Every day, what can I do that makes me feel good? Do you need to have a dance party? Play some music when you have to do the boring stuff, like clean the bathroom. It's the only way my bathrooms get cleaned. How can you bring in the joy? Start to do little things that make you feel good every day, whatever that may be. If you're in such such a state of depression, it may be just getting out of bed and having a shower. That may be all you do, but having that shower is going to make you feel better. Maybe putting on a little bit of makeup, getting out of your sweats, just starting to do things that make you feel good about yourself will help you improve. If your depression and anxiety is like super, I don't even want to say super bad, if you're feeling that it is becoming too much for you, go and see a doctor. You may need to, while you work through these things, take medication and there is nothing wrong with that. There's no shame, okay? A year ago, I was burnt out. So I went to the doctor. I went on to any anxiety. There's no shame in that. I just needed that support while I worked through burning myself out. (laughs) And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, right? So if you are feeling that it's too much and you're feeling extremely overwhelmed, there's no shame in going and seeing your doctor, to have some assistance while you do the long-term work, okay, to help you get out of that so you don't feel powerless in this situation. Another good tool to use is as you're starting to do things for yourself and, you know, stepping outside of your comfort zone or even just doing things that you're not used to doing, like if you've been in a very controlling place, trusting in yourself and like taking action can feel a bit overwhelming. And then the voice in your head starts going, you can't do it. Oh, my God, be careful. Oh. With that presence and awareness, you can just thank you. Tell that part of yourself, thank you, I hear you, but it's okay, i got this. Start saying that to yourself, believing that. And The more you say it and the more you show yourself that you've got it, you've got it. And all of these things will make you start to feel better about yourself, who you are, and your abilities. It's a process. But you can do it. You can totally do it. And it's just starting with one thing and then moving through that. I mean, one thing that I do every single day, and it's such a tiny thing, when I wake up, my feet hit the floor, it's going to be a good day. That's what I say. I say it out loud. Today's going to be a good day. I get up and then I go do whatever I need to do. Open blinds, get ready to take meals and move for a walk. It is a very short sentence, but it is setting the tone for my day. I'm not allowing myself to get caught up in any worry or anything. I'm declaring it's going to be a good day today. And it might be cold and miserable outside, but I am still telling myself it is going to be a good day. Find something like that for yourself. Get out of bed and say a mantra or an affirmation that says to you, it's going to be a good day. Another powerful mantra that I found or affirmation is it is safe or I am safe. So it is safe for me to do X, Y, Z. It is safe for me to, whatever you're doing, whatever you're moving through in that moment, whatever change you're trying to make, repeating that to yourself a couple of times is really helpful, makes you feel safe because that's what the body wants, right? You've come from this place of being on this extreme alert and worry and stress that's because the body wants to keep you safe. So if you start telling yourself with these affirmations, it's safe for me, I am safe. That repeated affirmation to yourself, that confirmation that I'm safe and it is okay for me to do this, will feed through. The words are powerful. The more you repeat them, the more you believe in them. So it's just a very short You know, just little things that you can introduce into your day to help you overcome the ramifications of being in a narcissistic relationship or a toxic relationship. But narcissism is a hot topic right now and I wanted to touch on it, but I wanted to touch on it in a way that was helpful for you. So I hope that this episode has given you some insight into how you can overcome this and also knowing that what you're experiencing and what you're feeling is normal that you are not alone in what you're experiencing is perfectly fine and you can work through it and get out of it. So you've got the steps. You've also got the knowledge of what you're experiencing. There's nothing wrong with it, okay? It's normal. Other people are experiencing exactly the same thing. And if you want to connect in with a community, that's what the Broken Hearts Club is for. It's for a community of women who will help you understand What you're going through, there's training involved with that, but there's also women there who will inspire you and also make you feel like you're not alone, right? The other people are going through exactly the same thing that you're experiencing, and they can understand your point of view. And that's why I made the Broken Hearts Club, because this period can feel very lonely, and I want you to know that you are not alone. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Any takeaways, please share them. Connect with me on socials. Let's build that little community ourselves. Like, connect, follow, subscribe, all the things. And I will connect with you in the next episode. Ciao.